0: Section twenty one of Talks About Flowers This is a Librivox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Librivox.org Talks About Flowers by Mary Decker Welcome Section twenty one A Talk About Climbers Oh a dainty plant is the ivy green that creepeth o'er ruins old Of right choice food are his meals I ween in his cell so lone and cold. The wall must be crumbled, the stone decayed, to pleasure his dainty whim, and the mouldering dust that years have made is a merry meal for him. Creeping where no life is seen, a rare old plant is the ivy green. Charles Dickens. Have been off on a vacation, peering into other folks' gardens and admiring other people's flowers visited the public garden of boston and saw that there have been a marked improvement within ten years the massed beds of several sorts with their contrasting borders were very attractive especially the maroon coleuses with border of centuria there were few varieties of geraniums and these were mostly massed in beds some all scarlet others wholly pink at forest hill cemetery there was the finest display of flowers and tropical plants i ever saw and they are very artistically and tastefully displayed. I saw several beds with artistic designs on a groundwork of sempervivum, evidencing great skill in the arrangement and culture. The entrance gateway to Forest Hill Cemetery is very beautiful in design, and here we saw that graceful climber, Ampiclopsis leitchii, in the perfection of its beauty, covering the front almost entirely. I had noted it in various stages of growth clinging to the dwellings in all parts of the city requiring no aid but its own little rootlets it is a native of japan and was introduced in this country twelve years ago it was slow at first in being duly appreciated but now is widely known and extensively propagated probably the finest plant is owned by mr george l conover of geneva n y it covers the entire front of his two-story square house and has become so famous that horticulturists from all parts of the country have been attracted by it and a great many people have visited geneva for the special purpose of seeing this fine plant it has proved to be perfectly hardy only the first year the young and tender plant needs some protection during the winter florists are growing them in great quantities to meet the increasing demand it can be obtained for twenty cents i received a small plant last year and kept it in my window box during the winter it died down however and i quite forgot about it till it sprang forth anew in april since putting it in the ground it has grown rapidly and i shall value it now more than ever honeysuckle the golden-leaved honeysuckle is a special favourite of mine its leaves are so netted and veined with yellow as to give this hue the predominance the foliage is small the flowers are yellow and fragrant the family of linoecerus or honeysuckle embraces a large variety. The botanical name was given in honor of Lonnisa, a German botanist who died about 300 years ago. Lonicerus holiana was introduced into this country from Japan by Dr. Hall. The flowers are pure white when they first open, but assume a creamy tinge in a few days. This variety blooms almost continuously from June till frost. It attains sometimes to the height of 20 and even 30 feet. The flowers are very fragrant. Belgian, or monthly fragrant, bears its blossoms in clusters. They are pure white in the interior at first, but afterwards change to creamy yellow, deepening into orange. sempervirens scarlet trumpet, is a native of this country and perfectly hardy. This is the most common, though not fragrant it is a strong grower and blooms from june to november its scarlet flowers tinged with orange afford a pleasing contrast with its dark glossy foliage canary bird flower for an outdoor annual climber what can be prettier than the dainty graceful canary flower mine have scorned the limitations of the twine i had fastened to the lower limbs of a small pear tree and ascending far above them have run out a full yard on a large branch the light green finely lacinated foliage is very handsome of itself but when the canary bird flower is added how lovely it is it is so easily grown from seed that i wonder so few have it a paper costing only ten cents would give you a score of plants and they are much prettier for the bay window than madeira vines a writer from england says while in the north of england last fall we paid a visit to alnwick castle the seat of the duke of northumberland and the ancient home of the percy family the first thing that struck me on entering the town was a bay window most charmingly draped with light green climbers and literally covered with bright lemon yellow flowers now this appeared so strange to me for the chilly night air had already affected the geraniums and other tender outdoor plants that i had to cross the street take the yankee liberty to open the gate go inside and examine this thrifty beauty i confess i was not only surprised but greatly interested to find it was only the canary flower tropeoleum peregrinum a member of the nasturtium family and i concluded at once that there should be one cottage in america next summer worth coming miles to see on account of its climbing plants of light green foliage and rich yellow masses of canary bird flower walton in vicks magazine do not forget to include this pretty vine in your seed order next year Cabia scandens, this is one of the best of our climbing annuals on account of its rapid and luxuriant growth attractive foliage and large bell-shaped flowers under favourable circumstances they will grow to the height of twenty and even thirty feet in a summer they commence to bloom when quite young and continue in bloom until destroyed by frost. Some people remove them from the border to the house for winter blooming, but the change from outdoor to indoor life often retards their growth and mars their beauty. They are too cumbersome for window plants, after having grown during the season, and it is better to sow seed in August and get in this way plants for the house. They are hard to germinate and need to be started in pots or in a hotbed. Place them in moist earth edged down and do not water until the young plants appear above the surface unless the earth becomes very dry. For outdoor blooming, sow in March or April. As soon as the plants are strong enough, transplant to three-inch pots, keep them shaded from the sun for a few days, gradually exposed to the open air, and plant out when all danger from frost is over. The soil should be well stirred to the depth of nearly two feet and well-rotted manure worked in. In dry weather, they need liberal watering as often as once a week, and liquid manure water, occasionally, is of great benefit to them. The kabea can be propagated by layers at almost any season of the year. It is done in this way. Cut a notch near a joint, place in a pot and fill with soil, and keep the soil moist. It takes from two weeks to a month for them to root. A writer says of this plant, The kabea is an old favourite. And is worthy of remark that but few of the novelties introduced of late years can equal some of the old favourites that we have been accustomed to grow the cabilla is a native of mexico from which country it was introduced in 1792 it was named in honour of bernandez cobo a spanish priest and botanist the growth of the vine is very luxuriant and it is equally easy of cultivation the only essentials to success being warmth a rich light soil and sufficient water if allowed to become very dry it will soon wither away it requires sun and a warm room to grow it to perfection yet it is not a tender plant that is it will live anywhere provided the frost does not touch it and is one of the few plants which will flourish luxuriantly in parlours lighted with gas and kept almost at fever heat if grown in a hanging basket or a pot it must be large and the roots allowed plenty of room to spread out in in the summer the pots can be removed from the interior room to a balcony or piazza or plunged until they are again wanted then clip off the growth of the branches and leaves place the pot back again in a sunny window where it will soon start afresh with new arms and leaves to cover the window it is one of the best vines for parlor decoration as it will drape and festoon the window and stretch forth its tendrils running up even to the ceiling the tendrils are so clinging in their nature that they will attach themselves to anything which comes within their reach, curtain cords, branches of other plants, brackets, etc., throwing out new branches everywhere. I advise all who adopt the plan of plunging the plant in the pot in the open air during the summer, either to shift into a pot two sizes larger, or else to take it out of the pot and reduce the ball of earth nearly one half, and repot it in fresh compost before removing it to the house. This should be done not later than September 10th, the plants will amply repay this little attention by an increased luxuriance of both foliage and flowers during the winter months, while plants not so treated will become sickly and unhealthy before spring, and beside, when pot-bound, they soon become the prey of numerous insects. There are several varieties of the cabbia, though scandens is the most generally known. The large bell-shaped flowers are greenish at first, but rapidly change to a dull purple, kabea scandens alba has greenish-white flowers kabea variegata is one of the most magnificent ornamental climbers the leaves being broadly margined with yellowish white the variegated foliage forming a beautiful contrast with its large purple flowers it is of a strong habit a rapid grower attaining frequently the height of fifty feet in a short time it is however difficult of propagation rooting with difficulty the seeds vegetate as readily as the common sort but the plants are apt to die off soon after attaining their seed leaves layering in the manner already specified is the best method of increase kabea scandens argentia is another variegated leaved variety differing from variegata in that its leaves are of a purer white it is described by some as being identical with kabea scandens shirin seedling but by messrs leeds and co of richmond indiana as being a great improvement on the old variegated variety. Leaves large, green, bordered with creamy white, calyx of the flowers variegated like the leaves. Clematis Clematis, Virgin's Bower, derives its name from clema, a vine branch. The popular name, Virgin's Bower, was given to Clematis viticella upon its introduction into England during the reign of Elizabeth, 1569, and was intended as a compliment to that sovereign who liked to be called the virgin queen there are it is said two hundred and thirty described species the majority of them free-growing hardy climbers they are among the most gorgeous perpetual blooming of the class under consideration great improvements have been made during the past twenty five years by hybridization but the finest varieties have originated within ten years of the new english hybrids Jackmania stands in the front rank. The flowers are from five to six inches in diameter and consist of from four to six sepals which have a ribbed bar down the centre. The colour is of an intense violet purple remarkable for its velvety richness and a shading of reddish purple towards the base and They are furnished with a broad central tuft of pale green stamens. It originated with Jackman and Son, England. And was first exhibited at kensington 1872 it is a cross between clematis viticella and clematis lenuginasa from this cross many excellent seedlings have been raised closely resembling the parent stock in color and general character of jackman's clematises the english gardener has the following they are magnificent and more than this They do give us some of the grandest things in the way of creepers the horticultural world has ever seen making glorious ornaments either for walls verandas or rustic poles or pillars varying in colour from deep rich violet hue to dark velvety maroon and in the newer seedlings forms beautiful shades of pale bright blue mr vick says of the clematis having a rather unsightly pile of stones in the back part of our grounds We had them thrown together more in the form of a stone heap, perhaps, than of anything worthy of the name of rockery, and planted jackmanii and other fine sorts in the crevices. And for three summers, this stone heap has been covered most gorgeously. Thousands of flowers, in fact, a mound of flowers, every day for months has been the delight of visitors, causing one to exclaim, Nothing since paradise has been more beautiful. These fine hybrids will endure our northern winters if somewhat protected. A gentleman in Rochester, N.Y., had a jackmanii which bore full exposure without protection, and came out in the spring uninjured to the height of nine feet. The extremities of the shoots for about two feet were winter-killed. Clematis c. is a native of Japan, whence it was introduced by Mr. Lowe in 1837. It is of a slender, free-growing habit. The flowers which are produced from July to September are composed of six ovate sepals of a creamy white colour, which form a fine background for the large rosette of purple stamens which occupy the centre and render the flowers particularly attractive. Clematis graviolens is a native of the mountains of Tibet. It is of comparative recent introduction. The flowers are produced on long stalks at the axils of the leaves and are of a light yellow, an unusual colour in this genus. It grows to the height of from 10 to 15 feet and blooms freely during the entire season. A lady writes to vick's magazine that she has a clematis graviolens which is a wonderful sight it grew from a feeble plant planted out in spring two inches in height into a column twelve feet high and three feet broad by august and was a mass of yellow blossoms and then of the most exquisite long-haired silvery seed pods until hard frost it lived through the winter to its extreme tips and then grew so rapidly, shading such an important part of her garden that she had to remove it in the autumn, cutting it back severely. The seedlings from it grow, she adds, to eight or ten feet in a season. Clematis crispa is of southern origin. The flowers are one and a half inches long, produced singly on long stalks and delightfully fragrant, a rapid grower and perfectly hardy. Clematis coccinea is of recent introduction from Texas the flowers are bell-shaped of a most brilliant scarlet and are produced in great abundance this rare variety is offered only by wilson and co passaic falls n j who make a specialty of hardy herbaceous plants vesta a jackman is large and of fine form dead white with a creamy tinge over the centre bar delicate primrose fragrance and early bloomer mrs james bateman pale lavender and thomas moore violet Superb are Jackman seedlings, which flower in the summer and autumn, successionally, in masses, on summer shoots. These are all high-priced. Many fine sorts can be purchased at prices ranging from 30 cents to $1. The clematis requires only ordinary garden soil. Where there are severe winters, it is best to give the young plants at least some protection. They can be propagated by layering, which is a rather slow method, or rapidly by seed. Wisteria. Very beautiful among the hard wooded climbers is the Chinese wisteria when in bloom. Its long pendulous racemes of blue flowers are exceedingly graceful. They are frequently twelve inches in length and highly fragrant. The flowers appear about the last of May and first of June. It is not a continuous bloomer like the clematis, but often gives a few flowers in August. It is rather slow at first. But after getting a good start the second or third year grows very rapidly it is hardy after it gets strong but young plants need some protection the chinese white wisteria was introduced by mr fortune and is regarded as a great acquisition the double purple is illustrated in elwonga and barry's catalogue by a full page engraving which gives one an idea of its beauty better than the description which is as follows a rare and charming variety with perfectly double flowers deeper in colour than the single and with racemes of remarkable length the plant is perfectly hardy resembling wisteria sinensis so well known as one of our best climbing plants the stock which we offer was purchased of mr parkman who received this variety from japan in eighteen sixty three and was the first to bloom and exhibit it in this country white american wisteria is a seedling originating with Messrs Elwanger and Barry of Rochester, NY. Flowers clear white, bushes short, free bloomer. Chinese Wisteria as a Standard A novelty has been offered to the horticultural public of London this spring, 1880, in the shape of standard trees of Wisteria sinensis, raised in tubs, having heads five or six feet in diameter and covered with clusters of bloom the plants were raised in rouen france and sent to london for sale it requires several years to attain plants of good size in this style and as a matter of profit a strict account would no doubt show a balance on the wrong side in this country where the wisteria is at home it may be raised in tree shape in the open ground without expense save the necessary care in pinching in and shaping so completely did the plants offered in london strike the popular taste that there was quite a competition to become purchasers of them and large sums were offered by those anxious to possess them the general public unaccustomed to this fine chinese climber looked on with wonder at lilacs of such unwonted size and beauty of colour vick's magazine mr vick evidently does not deem this method an improvement on the natural graceful climber for it reminds him of an anecdote which he thus relates in reply to an inquirer respecting the wisteria as a standard. Once upon a time, some kind of steam cannon was invented, and a day of trial was arranged at Portsmouth, England, to which the Lords of the Admiralty and the Duke of Wellington were invited. After the exhibition, which we believe was somewhat successful, opinions of its merits were freely expressed, but the Iron Duke said nothing. When urged to give his opinion, he replied that he was thinking, thinking if the steam gun had been first invented, what a grand improvement gunpowder would have been. If the Chinese wisteria had been a tree, and someone could have induced it to climb and cover our porches and arbours and old trees and buildings, what a grand improvement it would have been. End of section 21